Good morning, everyone. Welcome to church today. You're allowed to say good morning back. That's okay. And welcome to those who are joining us online today as well. Um, today's a little bit different as far as a church day is concerned, a Sunday. Um, today's Celebration Sunday. We will, um, at one point during the service, take a look over the year that has been, 2021. Um, we normally do this earlier in the year, and it seems more relevant then. So 2021, who can remember it? Who's, who's already lost it in their memory banks? Yeah, me too. Um, but we will do a reflection on uh, the year that's been. We will, after that, have a short break, and then we will have our AGM part of our day. And uh, there's a Zoom link out for some people who may not be able to be with us today in person. So that Zoom link has been sent out in email, um, and that will be after the service. So but it's good to be in God's house today, isn't it? Yes, the answer is always yes. And uh, I was just thinking about, just in, in, in the scriptures this week and in my times ago, just thinking about uh, some of the stuff of life that we deal with. And, you know, just as Sarah was praying this morning as we began our practice, she just referred to something that encapsulated what I felt I'd been reflecting on during the week. And that is that God is interested. He's interested that we're here right? He's interested that we're gathering together, but what he's really interested in is the condition of our heart. That's what God's interested in today. And nobody knows our heart like God knows our heart. We think we know it, but we read in Jeremiah, when we think we know it, we don't really know it, because <laughs> there's all sorts of stuff goes on in the depths of us that we're not even aware of sometimes. But God's interested in the heart today. He's interested in how we come together as the church family today, how we come into his presence, how we come to worship, how we come to engage with each other. Do we think as we're coming to church uh, that we might have an opportunity to pray for somebody or to say a kind word to somebody who's just needing some encouragement today? God's interested in our hearts today as we come to worship. And uh, yeah, I just I want to pray over our hearts today that they're fully open before him. And uh, let's just, if you're able to stand, we're going to stand and pray. We're going to worship our incredible God. Welcome to everyone who's here today. Welcome to visitors, those who are here for the first time. So glad that you're with us. It's amazing uh, that you're here today. And we hope that you have a, a great time in church today. Let's stand and let's, let's pray. Father, we just thank you for who you are. We thank you for all that you mean to us. And Father, we thank you that nobody understands us like you do. And Father, we know that you understand our hearts. Father, you see everything in our hearts. You see the good, the bad, and the ugly. Father, you see the areas where uh, there needs to be healing. And Lord, we just pray um, that you, you would just take an interest in our hearts today as we worship you. Father, as we sing our songs of praise and thanksgiving to you today, Father, we ask that they would come from uh, that place in our heart that just wants to express our love and our adoration to you. And Lord, we just pray that you would just come and move in our praise today. Lord, that you would live in our praise. And Father, that you just presence yourself amongst us in such a special way today. Lord, we know that you're here. But Lord, we pray that we would sense your presence in a very tangible way in this building today. And Lord, we just pray that our hearts would be open to you as we come to worship. In Jesus' name we ask. And all God's people said, Amen. Let's praise him.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we often think of that psalm, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Father, in another psalm, it says that you lifted me out of the miry clay and you set my feet upon a rock. And Father, we thank you that Jesus is the rock. He is the he is the, the foundation that we stand on, the foundation that we build our lives on. Jesus is the center of our lives. And Father, I pray for each one in here today, Father, if Jesus is not the center of our lives, Father, that you would come. And Father, that you would work in our hearts and do that deep work in us, that Father, he would may, may become the center of our lives, that he may become the foundation of our lives, the rock upon which we stand, the rock upon uh, which we stand in the midst of the storms and the trials of life and the, the testing times and the temptations, Father, when things are not going right. Father, the times when we look at uh, maybe our, our wallets and we don't see that there's enough money in it or, Father, the times where there are things going on that we feel out of control. Lord, we pray that you would be our rock, that you would be our foundation, that you would be our source, that you'd be our strength. And Father, that most of all, we would know you as our Father, our loving Father who looks upon us, looks upon our lives, and Father loves us and cares for us. And Father, we pray, help us, Father, even afresh, maybe even today, to grasp something of your incredible love for us. Father, we read in the New Testament, God is love, and it's repeated again by John in that letter that he wrote to the church. God is love. Father, help us to plumb the depths of your incredible love for us. Father, I sometimes wonder if we've even began to scratch the surface of your love for us because, Father, I think if we grasp how deep and how high and how wide your love for us is, we probably, probably would make some different decisions about how we live our lives. Father, we would make some different decisions about our hearts because, Father, we would realize how much you love us, how much you care for us. And Lord, I pray, even today, help us to apprehend something afresh of your love for us, of Jesus' mission to come into this world to save people like us so that we may be able, may be able to stand before a holy God, stand in his righteousness. And so, Father, help us to grasp these things afresh. Lord, as you move amongst us, as we, we continue to just be in your presence today, Father, we pray that your Holy Spirit would move and speak to us. Father, may we be open to hear all that the Spirit wants to say to us. Thank you, Jesus. to the Corinthians about various gifts that the Holy Spirit gives to the church. One of them is the gift of being able to speak in a heavenly language and Bet has given a, a message in that heavenly language today and uh, we just need to hear the interpretation to that message and I, I just felt just before you gave that message Bet that there was something more that God wanted to say into the life of the church and maybe that needs to come from the floor today um, and so if you if you have that interpretation, if you, you just feel free to share that this morning.
really sense that what God wants to say today into the life of the church. Yeah, thank you for that prayer bit. Um, everything that he did yesterday is as relevant today and will be as relevant tomorrow. And when Jesus walked the earth, he was interested in people and he's still interested in people. And I just the sense that I had this morning as we were just waiting on the interpretation um, is just that there are in some hearts uh, today in this place there's a there's a heaviness and maybe that sounds weird but I just felt a kind of lopsidedness there's a kind of bias um, that goes along with it and I really feel that God wants to come and minister to you today that he wants to just bring you back into alignment and that he wants to lighten the load that's in your heart today and so Father we just pray that you'd help us to apprehend what you're saying today. Help us to understand. Help us to listen. And Father, help us to apply it to our lives. And Father, where, uh, where we've maybe get out of sync, out of kilter, Lord, we pray that you just bring us back into alignment. Father, align us with your word, which has never changed. Align us with your character and nature. Father, which never changes. Father, align us with your purposes because, Father, your purposes will always prevail. Father, align us with your word because, Father, when you speak something into our lives, you will fulfill that word. And, Lord, we just pray, help us to stay focused on you. Help us to be patient in the times where we maybe can't see you. We can't see you at work. But, Lord, help us to be patient in those times. And, Lord, help us to wait patiently. Just as the psalmist said, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined and heard my cry. He lifted me up out of the miry clay. And Father, maybe just for some of us today, we've been in uh, a time where we're just, we feel like we're stuck, we're stuck in the mud. But Lord, we just pray that you'd come and that you'd lift us out. And Father, that you'd set us upon that rock, which is Christ Jesus. May he be our foundation today. Father, where, where we can sing, we can sing in any place where the whole realm of nature, mine, that we're an offering far too, far too small. Love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. And Father, demands our whole being, our whole heart. And Lord, we just give ourselves to you afresh today. Lord, minister into this place, into hearts. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Please be seated if you're not already. Okay, for those who are online, this might be a wee bit chaotic, but we're just going to break for one minute while the kids go out. They just need a bit of time to get themselves organized. They're going to go out to Treasure Kids next door in Answer House. And uh, so just break, say hi to the person next to you, shake a hand, do whatever you need to, and uh, they'll just start in a wee second. Okay, so it's great to be in God's house. A warm welcome. Um, if you're maybe a little bit late and coming in, missed the welcome at the start. Welcome. So good to have you in church today. Um, maybe those who were a little bit late and joining online, great to have you with us today. Um, I'm going to do a few announcements, but I'm going to let Leslie come and do an announcement first. So, Leslie, over to you while I find my notes. Thank you, Stevie. Thank you. Um, just quickly, uh, you might be aware that we were planning to go back to the Forge um, a few weeks back to help with their um, appeal for getting all the donations out to Ukraine. So unfortunately we had to cancel that because COVID hit a few of us. Um, so we've rescheduled for this Saturday. Um, so if it's something you're quite keen to do, you know, have a wee think about it. It's only going to be a few hours from probably about 11 till early afternoon. Might have to bring a packed lunch. So if you're keen, think about it, won't ask any questions, have a wee chat with either myself or Anne maybe at the end. Um, it's a great thing to do and they're just doing amazing work there. There's trucks going out to Ukraine, quite a number now, with a huge amount of donations that have received from all over Scotland. So it's a, it's a great thing to get involved in if you want. Not to up all your day. Transport, don't make that a problem if it's something that's you're thinking about. We've got cars, we can you know, get you there and arrange all that. So just have a wee chat with us if you're, if you're interested. Thank you.
Thank you, Leslie. Um, so please get involved if you feel that that's something that you can contribute to, it would be great. Um, next week, uh, we will have Don Essen with us. Next week will be Compassion Sunday. Uh, so looking forward to Don Essen uh, coming uh, to visit us. I will briefly touch on uh, Compassion during my report today. Um, but it's, I just love the fact that we can support boys and girls in another country on the other part, the other side of the world. It's incredible. Um, and also, if you want to serve in the life of the church by helping to put chairs out and put chairs away, we need to get that back on the rota because things are up and running midweek with all the different groups, and I will touch on that uh, in just a little while as well. And, and so if you can volunteer for that, you see Lindsay, who's up the back, or, or, or speak to myself, and we'll get you onto that rota. Um, I'm also going to pray just uh, briefly um, at this point in the service for Ken and Jocelyn. Um, I'm going to read this uh, message out which uh, Jocelyn sent to me. Um, Ken and Jocelyn are missionaries that we've supported uh, for decades in the church. They were missionaries and uh, are missionaries and, and go out throughout Europe. Um, but just lately, Ken's health has been really challenging. He took a stroke. And this was the update from uh, Jocelyn just at the tail end of the week there. Thank you so much for praying for Ken. Uh, he has now been moved to the rehabil rehabilitation hospital and will on Monday start an intensive program of physiotherapy, speech therapy. Ken is still very tired and weak and prayers would be appreciated for renewed strength and motivation. And I think Ken has been finding it a little bit frustrating, not being able to communicate and just the challenges that go with that. So let's just bow our heads for a little minute as we pray uh, for Ken and Jocelyn. Father, we thank you for Ken and Jocelyn. We thank you for their ministry. Father, we thank you for the countless lives they've touched and churches that they've ministered in over the years. And Lord, we ask that your hand would be upon them. Lord, that you would bless them. May they know your presence. May they know your peace. And Father, we know, pray, pray, may they know your provision. And Lord, we ask especially for Ken just now that you would restore his strength, restore his functionality and his body. May he be able to speak and to eat and to move around and do just simple little things that, Lord, we so often take for granted. Lord, we pray, strengthen him and his body. And, Lord, we pray for Jocelyn and, Lord, all the extra things that she will need to do. Lord, we ask that you give her strength, both physically and emotionally, mentally, to deal with all the things that are going on just now, all the, the to and fro and uh, in and out from hospital. And so, Lord, we ask that your hand would be upon them. Lord, we pray also for Heather, uh, our own Heather, who's in the hospital. And Lord, we ask that your hand would be upon her. Not sure if she'll be listening to this message today, but Lord, if she is, Lord, I just pray that you bless her, bless her with health and strength. Lord, we pray for all traces of infection to be gone from her body. And Father, we pray in Jesus' name that you would heal her. We pray in Jesus' name that every, uh, every just trace of infection would be gone from her body. Lord, we pray that you command it to go in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus. Lord, for everyone who needs a touch in their body, a physical healing touch or a mental uh, touch in their body, Father, healing in their emotions or their, their thoughts, Lord, we just ask that you come in this moment. May we experience the deep healing that comes from your spirit. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Amen. Are we all okay? Good, just checking in. Uh, welcome to Peter and Carol. Peter um, does a lot of the stuff with the church finance for us, and Peter's going to be sharing after this part of the service at the AGM part. So looking forward to what you share, Peter. Um, and today uh, is more a reflection than a message. Um, as you will know as a church, um, I've tried to make AGM more than just uh, the business part of church life, I've tried to make it a let's look back at the year that's been and let's celebrate the good things that God has been doing. And so we do things the way we do. And, uh, you know, it is a little bit late this year, September, uh, looking back on 2021. I, I, actually, it's like, unless I look at my notes, 2021 has become a blur to me. But they do say that you try to uh, block out things that you don't want to remember. Eh? We always remember the good times and, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, for those uh, who are part of the church here, you'll have received an email this week with um, the report, the AGM report. Um, there are a few hard copies here if somebody needs that. If you didn't get access to that, they'll be available after the service. Um, and I think it would be fair to say as we start off today that 2021, as we entered into 2021, we didn't enter in with the big bang, you know, the New Year celebration bang that we normally do. We have a, normally have a party and of course, that didn't happen uh, because of COVID, but also for other reasons as well. 
But we entered into 2021 with a, a really a deep knowledge of the realities of COVID-19, didn't we? And the realities of grief and losses, we experienced this as a church. And we experienced that when we lose some of our own and we've lost many. And my first message in January was simply entitled, Endure. That was my message. I don't know if you remember it. Endure. And I read from Luke chapter 21, verse 19, where the Amplified says this, By your patient endurance, empowered by the Holy Spirit, you will gain your souls. And it was just an encouragement again, and I don't know if you remember me saying this, in that message I said, the king has not lost his crown. Sometimes we need to be reminded that the king, King Jesus, hasn't lost his crown. He's still in charge. He knows all about what's happening in our lives. He knows about our trials and our temptations. And I just have such vivid memories of once again trying to help us as a church to stay focused, to stay with our eyes fixed in Jesus, the realities of who he is and the hope that we possess as believers. I tried again to encourage us to fight the good fight of faith and to take hold of eternal life. I tried not to ignore the pain that we experienced, but the pain that we were walking through as a church. Do you know, I've, I've spoken to a number of church leaders over the last two and a half years, well, since I've been doing this, really, over the last two and a half years, and uh, just trying to sometimes make sense of what's happened, because we try to look for reason uh, when we are going through pain, when we're going through suffering, we try to look for reason in it. And I've asked other people, you know, just help me to make sense of this. And do you know something? Nobody's really been able to help me to make sense of the journey that we've walked as a church. And so I've tried not to ignore the pain. And the reason for that is that it's so easy to take our eyes off the Lord. And it's so easy for our heads to be pulled down by just, I imagine it's like this force of gravity when things are going wrong it can just be like that force of gravity that pulls our heads down. And you know what it's like, you know what I'm talking about, don't you, when your head goes down and it's like, you just feel sad. Um, sorry, this isn't very uplifting, is it, so far? <laughs> it will get better, honest. But, but there's this force of gravity that draws us down and, and, and we need Jesus to come and, and, uh, and be that force in our lives. I always think that when things are pushing in on us, and if you can imagine it like that, uh, if things are pushing in on our lives, we need something inside that is able to push back out and, and help us to keep our shape. I mentioned in that little uh, thing there about being lopsided, about being offsided. When, when things happen in our lives, it can cause us to, to be skewed and our opinions can, can, can sometimes uh, be a bit funny. Um, Jesus wants to keep us in shape. It's so easy to give way to doubt and discouragement, fear and failure. It's so easy to walk away and to fall away. It's so easy to give up. And I'm sure the people in this room today, I'm sure each one of us have been through times where we felt like we wanted to give up. But the Bible tells us to not give up, for in due season we'll reap a harvest. It's so easy to dwell on the negatives, the regrets, the what-ifs in life. And the older you get, the more you realize how challenging life actually is and how important it is to do just that, to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. And as I began to think about the, the year that had been, and as I began to write up the reports for 2021, I just had a sense of that heaviness uh, that, that we have felt throughout last year. And I just felt that heaviness arrive on me once again. And somewhere in my heart, I heard words that were spoken by a, a guy called Terry Wardle. Um, I heard an interview where Terry Wardle was speaking, and really he was speaking to leaders, and he said something which really resonated with me, and it made me think, this was about three or four years ago, I was listening to this, I was in the gym, rowing away on the rowing machine, not been to the gym for two and a half years, it's terrible, but there you go. And here I am listening to this podcast, and Terry Wardle said something that, that really struck a chord within me. He says, ministry, and he's speaking as a minister who now helps other leaders. Ministry is a series of ungrieved losses. Ministry is a series of ungrieved losses. And the last eight and a half years in ministry in particular have taught me the importance of taking time to grieve 
And it doesn't necessarily matter what that loss is. We experience all sorts of losses in life, not just people. And he he said this in this podcast, every loss in life demands an appropriate season of grieving. We need to take time to grieve. Sometimes the problem, and it's the problem when you're in my position sometimes, and I'm sharing my heart with the church today and with those who are online, uh, is that you need to keep getting up here and you need to keep speaking and you need to keep us focused. I need to keep me focused. I need to help us to stay focused when our hearts are heavy, when things are going on and we're grieving. And sometimes I feel like ministers don't get the time to grieve the, the losses that we experience sometimes. And so I, I think it's important that we, as we, as we reflect on 2021 and the type of year that it's been for us, that we recognize that. If you know me, you will know that I'm not a person who shies away from the truth. I don't try to sugarcoat things that aren't quite so nice. If you share something in confidence with me, it'll stay with me, by the way. But I like to talk about things in a a real way. And so it's important that we recognize the type of year we've had. And I just felt so strongly as we entered into 2021 that we needed to take some time to grieve. And so for that first month, of that year, we just kind of had that recognition that, hey, we just need to just all take the time to, to, to grieve. But as I prepared for today, I was reminded of the passage that Jesus quoted from Isaiah. Remember that moment in the, the temple when he got up to speak, or it was the synagogue, I can't remember now. But he got up to speak and he read from the scroll of Isaiah and he opened it at what we now say is chapter 61. There wouldn't have been a chapter back then. And he read these words, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God. Do you know, sometimes we think that that little passage there about that little bit in the passage about the day of vengeance of our God, you know, we kind of think about God as all love, but there's something about God that demands justice as well. And that's, that's inbuilt into us as well. There's something in us that demands justice. Who, who here, if something happened to somebody in your family, you wouldn't demand justice? You would demand justice. And God is a God who demands justice as well. And I think we're, we have legitimate feelings where we say to God, Lord, I need justice in this situation. But it says here, to comfort all who mourn. And I find those words incredible. To provide provide for those who grieve in Zion. To bestow on them, listen to this, a crown of beauty instead of ashes. The oil of gladness instead of mourning. And the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. The spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness. A planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. And this is the flip side of the coin, that in our grief, Jesus comes and he causes us to be oaks of righteousness. You know me, if you do know me, you know that I love trees. I don't go about hugging them, by the way, just to clarify. I watched Landlord recently. I was catching up on on iPlayer and and they were hugging trees. And I just, you could see the wear marks on the trees where loads of people had hugged them. I thought, that's just a bit weird, you know. However, I love trees. And I love oak trees. And oak trees, if you know anything about them, they grow slowly. Their roots go down deep. And it takes a long time for them to come to maturity. But when the season is right, oak trees will provide an abundance of acorns. There'll be some years there's no acorns. Did you know that? And it takes them a long time to get to maturity. But when that season is right, there's an abundance of acorns. That's oak trees for you. And if you remember, there used to be uh, verses up on the, 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 the side of the church there. Jeanette referred to this in her, her message during the summer, that they will be called oaks of righteousness. It's something that God spoke into the church. And it's, I just have this picture of an oak tree out there standing solitary in the field through every season, through the snow, through the hail, through the rain, through the high winds, and sometimes the high winds damage them, but they keep standing. They keep, they're there for hundreds of years, and they keep standing. That's what I feel God wants to encourage us with today. 
Keep standing. Be like an oak tree. And I just want to do a really brief reflection on 2021. And there are two priorities um, for every church in every season. One is mission and one is ministry. And for us, mission is about reaching people for Jesus and winning for people for Jesus. It says there from Matthew 28, 19, therefore go and make disciples of all nations. So it's important that we reach people and win them. The second part of that ministry is that we grow and serve. We grow up to be mature Christians and we serve in the church. And the second part of that verse, I'm going into verse 20, is baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey all that I have commanded you. We're here to learn what Jesus teaches us and to put it into practice in our lives. And as part of that mission, uh, we went online back in 2020. I'll come to that in a little second. We also, over the course of last year, uh, did videos for the kids in the schools, uh, which they had to show in classes because they, they, they couldn't do assemblies in schools. And so it was all done via video. And, uh, you know, we, we actually put all our services on Facebook, YouTube, church website. We were already doing SoundCloud and iTunes. If you wanted to podcast them, all the messages were going out. And, uh, and so we continued to do all that stuff during COVID, and it was, it was a challenge. Um, we also supported missions work, and we support a number of missionaries on a monthly basis, um, people who are involved in serving God. You can see the different areas of the world uh, where we have a presence, including home here, and we supported them throughout 2021. In fact, we increased their support as we went into 2021, and we began to support Ian and Sarah uh, for the first time uh, and the work that they do. And we also continue to support uh, project work in uh, Thailand uh, through Compassion. And uh, just a little slide to remind us of who the boys and girls are that we support. These are some of the kids that we support through Compassion on a monthly basis. You and I do that. Um, we do that. And it doesn't all go through the church books because it's something that we do um, because we believe in God's mission to reach a world. And Throughout the time since we started supporting Compassion Children, we've provided more than 10,317 hours of contact and engagement with children in the project, 4,146 nutritious meals, and Don will talk more about this next week, and at least 62 medical checkups and 24 Bibles which have been given out since we started supporting kids through Compassion. And I just, that really, I find it staggering that we can have an impact on boys and girls on the other side of the world, we may never know. We may, may never know what has happened in their lives and how God has transformed them. We continue to develop links with Watoto, um, and we were supposed to be out um, with Watoto in 2020. That never happened. It never happened in 2021. Um, it's not happened in 2022, but it might happen next year. But we've been developing links uh, with Watoto to support them, particularly through Stuart and Jean and the work that they do. We also supported Samaritan's Purse, and I'm going to put up a slide that shows you all the different uh, things in relation to that. Uh, 77 shoeboxes were packed, 15 were done online, 16 were pre-filled for people to buy, uh, totaling 98 shoeboxes, plus water bottles, plus financial donations, and the destination was Bosnia. We were able to help boys and girls in Bosnia uh, last, last Christmas as well. And I just think that's incredible, that we have the chance to sow into the lives of other people in other parts of the world. We gave financial gifts to another, a number of other organizations like Hope for Justice, International Justice Mission. They're, the reason we're interested in them is they work with people who've been trafficked. And I don't know about you, I, I just find human trafficking absolutely appalling. And, and when, I, when I stop to think about what happens to these people, I just, I, I, I cry. And something inside rises up that shouts, Lord, justice for these people. And there's something in me that demands justice. And, and that's why we support organizations like this. And we will continue to explore how we can support them further. Care for the family, safe families, and cap through, our, uh, through West Lothian Food Bank. Uh, so we did it locally rather than to cap uh, nationally. With Total Compassion, uh, Scottish Bible Society, Evangelical Alliance, and Open Doors, and as well as others in our church family and wider community. Why? Because we have relationship and we want to support what God is doing in these other parts of the world. We contributed to the Afghanistan appeal as well. Um, we supported... 
them, and we supported Mark Hind. He was supposed to be with us last year, and just two weeks before Mark was supposed to be with us, um, he got rushed into hospital, not well. He was at the he was really at a critical stage on probably about four or five occasions. And along with others, we prayed for Mark in our prayer times, and along with others, and Mark has been healed, and he's on his way to recovery. Mark has stood back from open doors, I'm sure I've mentioned that, just to go into a season of rest and recovery so that his body gets a chance to be fully healed. Two people also went on the Kairos course. Um, Kairos is a course all about cross-cultural mission, and I would love more and more people to go on the Kairos course um, because I really feel that God has a heart for mission and we have a heart for mission because he does. To think more about the ministry side of things, um, this was all supposed to come up little bits at a time, but we're having um, a little bit of a challenge with that. But if you think about back to 2020, March is when COVID kicked in for us and we went to live stream um, and then we went to pre-recorded. We began prayer on Zoom. We began virtual connect groups. We established a COVID recovery team, which is still in operation just now, by the way. We met just last week to just do a wee update. We began to communicate to the church about where things are going as we really realized we were having to settle into this really weird pattern of life. And then on 23rd of August, we began in person as well as live streaming services. Who remembers when there was only 20 people in the building? Who remembers it being really weird? And then we moved up to 50 people in the building. And we had a booking system. Do you remember the booking system, which we stopped um, last year? As we went in in January 2021, I, I thought, hopefully things will settle down this year. But things didn't settle down. And which, that's why I, I wrote in the report, hope deferred makes the heart sick. It's like, oh, we're going to get out of the bit this year. And it never happened. Um, and then on 28th of March, we went back to in-person and live streaming service. See, when we had to pre-record services again in January last year, I was just like, I can't believe this is happening again. It's horrendous recording services and putting them out. Who remembers the big gaff? Do you remember the big gaff that I made in 2020? That editing error, I was like, oh my goodness. It's like, someday beam me up. <laughs> Who remembers on the 6th of June when we began to sing again in church? It's like, can you believe, I, I was thinking about this, can you believe the government actually could tell us in church not to sing? I, I would, I, as I think about that, I think, that's incredible. That is absolutely incredible. But, but who knows, we had to, to just kind of follow the guidance that we were all dealing with at the time. And then on the 22nd of August, social distancing changed, and we changed uh, a little bit the way we do things, and the booking system changed as well. Do you know, it's been, it's been quite a, a time. Um, it's been a, a difficult time, a challenging time for us. Um, and we were planning to do an outreach in December last year for our kids, Treasure Kids. And uh, the, the, the event was supposed to be called Christmas, well, it was called Christmas Jumper. And we had to just at the last minute pull the plug in that. Convoy Hope were getting involved with us to help us with that, to uh, sponsor that event. And because we, we, we cancelled that, we delivered uh, Christmas gifts to the boys and girls who'd all signed up for that. And, you know, there's a, a number of different people who contributed on a Sunday into the life of the church. Here are their faces. All of these people, very good friends of this church. Um, one of them sitting on the front row just now who came and did a couple of messages and services for us last summer. And uh, thank you for that, Peter. The church was blessed by it. And so we had a number of people, some, who remembers the message from Jamie Tong, or uh, that was online. Um, John actually videoed his message outdoors on location on a remote beach in Shetland. Um, and uh, yeah, he, he brought a great word as well. Alan, who brought a prophetic word, Peter, Sam's, Lisa Ruth, uh, Stephen, and myself. And for those of you who are doing the arithmetic, 44 plus all those other numbers, it's like, that makes 53. There's only 52 Sundays in a year. Where did the extra one come in? Christmas Eve. So there you go. Just for those who are actually paying attention and doing the sums, I'm almost finished. We continued to make changes to the building. We added lights, which we're using still today. Um, we upgraded different pieces of equipment. Um, so many of you will remember that in church services, the drums used to be quite loud. This is no disrespect, okay? 
It's hard to play drums quietly. They, they just want to be played loudly, don't they? Because there's a certain feel when you play drums loudly. The problem is when the drums play loudly, everything else has to come up so that we can hear ourselves over the drums. And so the level of volume in this room would just increase and increase and increase. And uh, we thought we need to do something about that. We had toyed with different ideas. One of them was to put a cage around the drums, not around the drummer, around the drums, okay? <laughs> Um, but we realized that those cages for what they did were actually quite expensive, so we took the plunge and we decided to um, buy new drums for the church, electronic drums, so we can control all the, the volume of, of everything that happens in the room. So I don't know if you've noticed that, that it's maybe a little bit quieter during the worship and you can hear yourself think. Um, and, you know, just the, the changes that we've had to keep making in the building. Um, and I refer a little bit that to that in, in the report where I talk about the tech side and what we've spent on, on technology. Um, and I just kind of thought, these are big areas of spending. It'd be good to just explain why we did what we did. And uh, yeah, there's lots of things I could say about that, but I'm going to just move on. Um, we also celebrated different things, like the youth, they had their barbecue last summer out in the, the garden there. Um, and even this year, they had a great barbecue, but I think they had to come in because it started raining. Good old Scottish weather. Um, the, the picture at the top right is actually a wedding which we conducted in the church March 2021, where there was only five people in the building. So there was the minister, who's me, and the bride and groom, and the bride's mum as a witness, and the groom's best friend as a witness. Five people. And if you can see from that photograph, that's all the guests joining on Zoom. So there was Zoom, lights, cameras, sound, actually marrying people. Uh, so that was quite a busy day. And we also had the, the privilege of celebrating with Tommy and Tyree as they tied the knot at the tail end of last year as well. So that bottom picture, I didn't ask for permission to show that. Sorry, guys, but there's nobody in it. We're not breaking any confidences here. And, and it was just great to be part of that celebration. So lots of things happening throughout the year. And it's good to celebrate the good things that God does. We acknowledge where we're at. We acknowledge sometimes what happens in life. But good to celebrate the good things that God does. And I just wanted to finish off by saying a thank you to everyone who contributed to the life of this local church in 2021. Whatever that contribution looked like, I just want to say thank you. Um, you know, I'm just saying thank you on behalf of each of us, really, to each other. That's what I'm doing. You know, it's like we're here to serve God in this church. And, I, you know, I, I'm not saying thank you on behalf of God either. I'm just saying thank you to each other on behalf of each other um, for all the good things that have been contributed. And I just encourage us to, to give ourselves to the process of going to making, to baptizing, and to teaching. It's good to stand back sometimes and look at the big picture, and it helps us to keep all the small little things in perspective of what God is doing. And I'm also pleased that many of the ministries in the church are now back up or, or are beginning to relaunch. And I'll talk about that a little bit more during the AGM part of the, the service, which I'm hoping that if you're part of this church, you will stay and, and, and just be part of that. God is doing good things all the time. And it's encouraging to know that we are in his hands, that he knows all about us. He knows what's happening and that he's interested in every aspect of our lives. So let's just pray as we finish off our service today, and uh, the boys and girls will all come rushing back in just shortly um, with all the, the news about what they've been doing. But Father, we just come before you today. We thank you. We thank you that you sustain us through challenges. We thank you that you sustain us through just challenging times, Father. Um, you, you know everything that happens in our lives, and you're interested and Lord, we just pray, help us to reach out to you, to put our trust in you fully. And Lord, maybe, maybe some people in here today who've never made that decision to give their heart to you, to invite you into their heart, to give their lives fully to you. And, and Lord, I just pray today, may there be a real freedom in your house for people to make that decision to invite Jesus into their heart. And, you know, I just, I, I pray this prayer quite often at the end of our services. If you've never invited Jesus into your heart, if you've never made that decision to become a Christian, to, to really follow Jesus, then I'm going to pray a prayer, and you pray that prayer after me, because he's interested in your life. He's interested, as he said, about setting the prisoner free, about just releasing us from things that bind us. And so let's just, for a moment, pray that prayer.
Pray it quietly into your heart. And if you pray this prayer, tell somebody that you've done it. Dear God, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you that he's interested in my life. I pray that you come into my life. Make me clean. Give me a fresh start. Help me to live for you. Help me to build my life in you. That you will be the center of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Lord bless you, church, and uh, enjoy a little bit of time of fellowship together. We'll probably come back in about 15 minutes um, for those who are online and might be joining us on Zoom if you're not here. Um, in 15 minutes, we'll come back together and uh, we'll do the AGM part of our service. So hopefully you can stay for that. So the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face to shine upon you and give you peace.